Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Egberto Willis host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a great, 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 great show for you today. Three videos that I want to really expand on. Thank you again for being here. Welcome aboard. Let's see who we've got early on. Deborah John from LA. Welcome aboard. Nanette Bird Smith. Hey, yeah, how you doing? E2247, a brief history of fascist lies is. Finchenstein, companion volume to From Fascism to Populism in History 2017. Bridge MCP, Vent, hardly ever seen FB comments only for YouTube, is really annoying me. I hope they get it fixed sometime, my dear friend. E2247, Federico Finchenstein, explain why fascists regarded simple and often hateful lies as truth and why so many of their followers believe the falsehoods. A brief history of fascist lies 2020. Let's get back up here to the top. Brother Rudnin has his, he got his vaccination yesterday, have a bit of a sore arm, but no other symptoms, feeling a need to catch up for missing yesterday's show. A few long ones this time. Hey, you guys have free will on this show, brothers and sisters, because it is your show. He starts, the vaccine hesitant on what changed their minds. Here's a thought. Offer two days paid leave for anyone who wants to get the vaccine so they can get it on a weekend and recover without worries of missing work and add a day's paid vacation time to anyone who's already gotten the vaccine. If the Democrats enacted these measures as federal law, it would most certainly increase their popularity for many people. The facts about the vaccines, they are safe and effective. Their side effects, rare and, and not life-threatening, haven't been enough to persuade them to get vaccinated. Around half of all American adults are now fully vaccinated, and not all holdouts are hesitant in the traditional sense. Many are in the working class say they don't have the time either to get the shot or to recover from the possible side effects, according to... April of the Kaiser, I think that's a Kaiser something, reported by the Washington Post, around half of adults who have not been vaccinated say they are worried about missing work because of side effects. Rates were particularly high among black and Hispanic respondents who are likely to work jobs that lack paid leave. The problem is pervasive in inequality, not misinformation about vaccines. Very good point to, to give us there. Um, and I think that's important. And I like that idea. Everybody should get a paid vacation day to do this. This is, this is a transformational disease, right? Anyhow, second item from Michael. You've almost certainly never heard of the fossil fuel industry's biggest methane polluter, describing crimes against nature and humanity. Hillcorp Energy, one of the largest privately Hillcorp uh, explorer and production fuel firms, is the single biggest contributor to fossil fuel methane emissions. That's true even though 18 other companies produce more natural gas than it does because its emissions intensity, a measure of pollution produced per unit of energy, is higher than those other corporations. You know, I didn't know that. In 2019, Hillcorp emitted 141,274 metric what? tons of methane. That's actually pretty high. That is nearly 50% higher than the firm next in line, Exxon, which is the nation's largest fuel producer. They need to be whipped. Well, they need to lose your licenses. GOP isn't going to meet us halfway. That's what we spoke about yesterday. Actually, that article from Common Dreams, I think, is where you got that. Top progressive presses Biden to cut off infrastructure talks with Republicans. You have to understand by now that Republicans are only playing at bipartisanship. I read that yesterday uh, from Common Dreams. 
Uh, last one, uh, let's see. There is nothing complicated uh, about that. what's happening in Palestine. I often wonder about this point. Is Israel-Palestine conflict really that complicated? The history tends to be a cyclical pattern of reciprocal violence with, with only four steps. Israel gentrification program ethnically clean, uh, cleanses a neighborhood by stealing land and evicting Palestinians. Palestinians protest nonviolently and are met with shooting and brutality by militarized Israeli defense. Hamas fires rockets into Israel. <laughs> yeah, it's, look, uh, it, 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 the complication comes from which side. Okay, Michael says, Egberto, mind putting this image on the screen? What is it? I'll check it out. Let's see what it looks like. Oh, yeah, I can put that on the screen. Uh, let's go ahead and continue with what my other brothers and sisters have to say. Rudnan, you got all that will because you went for that vaccine. That is, we, we put all of that in there because of the vaccine, brother. You did the vaccine. That was great of you to go ahead and do that. E2247, fascinating, wide-ranging, hot new podcast with transcript began. 6121 by Heather Cox Richardson and Juan Freeman, historians. Uh, first episode is engaging, entangling alliances. Thank you for the heads up. Cafe now, now and then. Bridge MCP is in the house. Hey, y'all. E2247 says entangling alliances, understanding how democracy has and hasn't worked, helps us take advantage of now for a positive outcome. True. I will read it some other time. Everett. Yvette Avery Herod. Afternoon, PDR Posse. Welcome aboard, Yvette. Yvette is our union activist. Love her. E2247, now and then podcast. I said that already. Let's see what have I missed. I'm coming down the line. Michael, you got another long one. The Republican Party is stuck in the past. They've already lost the current generation. I have dreams. Hey, I have a good one for you guys. One of our first thing that we're going to show today on the show. You're going to see this high school young lady from, uh, from uh, near Dallas, Texas. Her speech was wonderful. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, so you're right about that. Uh, I'm terrified that if Mike... Oh, okay. Hey, by the way, that's what I'm talking about. It's amazing. Good minds think alike. E2247 says... I did that already with Federico. I did that with Nanette Bird-Smith. ABQ, just remember, they have a 200-word limit. All right, who else have we got in the house? Let's see. Okay, we're ready to get busy with the program. Hey, guys, thank you all for being here. Story, title of the show today, Jen Psaki ridicules out-of-touch reporter. 2022 Democratic landslide. We have got to will it. I mean, even my, my friend, uh, my friends on the right, they want to see that. You saw all those Republicans that I placed on air. Um, Miller, he wants that. I brought on, uh, God, I'm getting old. I can't remember all those big shot conservatives that were on the show a couple weeks ago, they want that democratic landslide because they believe for the country it is existential. Democrats are scared. Oh my God, we are going to lose in 2022. If we don't do this, if we don't do that, if we keep speaking like that, we will lose. But everything is lined up for a landslide. And I'm going to explain it in a blog that I wrote that corresponds to the, gener to the uh, Jonathan Alter story that I'm playing today. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the valedictorian. But how are we going to start? Let's go ahead and get started with Jen Psaki because I love how she did it. Chris Swindolls, hi from Chicago. Bienvenido. Welcome aboard. Uh, did I miss anybody, first of all, to salute? I like to make sure and salute all my peeps that say 
that come on board. Anyhow, let's go ahead and talk about Jan Seki. Love her. Once again, the White House press shows that, uh, look, there are a whole lot of people in there asking silly questions, right? But this one beats them all. And I couldn't believe it as I heard it. This reporter is asking, what is Biden going to be able to show to the people in the, likely in the midterms that he was a successful president uh, other than having solved the coronavirus issue and getting the country back on track and making sure people are vaccinated? What else is he going to be able to show Americans that he was an effective president? I want you to, sh- want you to see how Jen Psaki handled it. She handled it perfectly. It's like, Lady, are you that silly? Really? Check it out. I guess just the question is, you know, how are you going to show voters who are trying to decide if Biden was an effective president beyond the falling virus numbers um, that his approach is working? Beyond falling virus numbers? Beyond getting a global pandemic under control? Well, I would say, and you know from polling um, and from what the American people care about and are focused on, getting the pandemic under control ensuring that we're saving tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of lives, making sure that the majority, more than 70% of people in this country are vaccinated so that they can return to their normal lives, which means returning to their jobs, kids returning to school, seeing friends, going to concerts, returning to life pre-pandemic. That is the number one, two, three, four, five issue on everyone's mind that has been the president's focus from day one and and absolutely how he has spent the majority of his time to date. You have to wonder sometimes if these reporters, instead of asking questions that really matter, as an, as an example, Jen Psaki, there's a couple of questions she could have answered a bit better. Like when they ask her about uh, the corporation, she said, well, since these corporations not have paid zero taxes, maybe asking them to pay a little bit more that, that they can afford would be a good thing. I would have added to that answer that Jen gave, I would have said, maybe it is time for corporations to repay what the people have given them for free. In other words, all those people that have worked for these corporations for ages, they could have paid back some to make sure they had better lives to continue doing the work that they do. But when you have them asking silly questions that have nothing to do with what makes life better for Americans with Uh, how is he going to prove after doing a good job with the pandemic that he's actually worthy? That's a silly question, and I think Jen handled it just fine. Okay, uh, Michael Rudnan seemed to not believe that was a silly question. And let me tell you why it was silly and understand where I'm going to go with this, because this is very important. Here's why the question was silly. Here it is, a reporter, a mainstream reporter, has fallen into the right-wing dilemma, the right-wing modal. Let me explain why. She's, she has postulated that the solving the coronavirus problem is not something big. If she had postulated the question as follows, Americans have a short, t- a short you know, attention span. We know that what president did by solving the coronavirus problems nothing else could have moved forward absent solving that problem nothing else can move forward absent all these issues uh is he going to uh promote or make make notion of all the things that he has done 
But again, in the way the question was asked, it's the typical right way, right wing model that then gets into the ethos of, oh, so he did. The only thing he did was solve the coronavirus problem. Well, the press is our fourth estate. The press is there to inform. The press is not there to say, so he only solved the coronavirus problem. It's like he solved a major life, a human existential issue. But when the reporter dismisses it, they fall into the same category that Michael Rudnan is talking about. The uninformed, low-information voter. And how did they become uninformed and low-information because we have a fourth estate, the reporting side, that doesn't do its job. They ask silly questions like what we just heard. That's what I mean by silly question. I understand where you're coming from, Rudnan. You want to say, well, we know that people have a short attention span. So it is a question. The question was wrong. The question should have asked, we know that. We know that it's very, that what he did was very, very important and we could not have moved forward absent that. And then moved on from there. So that's that's what I mean, my brother. That's what I mean. Okay, let's continue with some questions before I move forward because sometimes I miss that that link there. Okay, let's see. E2247, just remembered you have a two up. Uh, I saw that already. Michael, glad you got vaccinated. I got that. Should they get a day off voting? Eh? Yes. Replying. Let's see. Chris Swindles is from Chicago. I think I saluted you already. Schumer should be calling up HR1 and S1 for a fresh vote every day. Senate should be in session five days a week. What is Schumer doing? Nothing. That I agree with. E2247, I agree with that. Now, but I, I disagree with your conclusion. We are going to lose 2022? No. Actually, we can use the filibuster to win 2022. I want to give you some notions here. All right? Everybody's scared about all these voting restrictions that are being passed, right? Uh, the voting restrictions that are being passed make voting difficult. It makes voting harder. But it does not make voting impossible. Um, later on, we're going to go further into that realm of voting and why we are going to win 2022 in a landslide. But I don't want to tackle it right now. Suffice it to say, I want E2247... Please stick around because I want your input after we play that particular one. Okay? If Democrats want to win, summarizing their accomplishment into a meme and letting the people know might be a good idea. 100% agree with that, Rudnin. 100% agree with that. And I think one other person that does a good job generally in that is Jen Psaki. And that's why, if you notice how she posed the response, it is like, you mean saving 600,000 lives are not enough? You mean XYZ is not enough? So I think she does a good job of doing that. Okay, let's continue. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. You'll pardon me, but for most people I've talked to, the pandemic isn't their top political issue. It's not even top three, living wages, healthcare, and global warming. It is that way now. When people were dying every day in throves, that was the only thing on people's minds. That was the only thing that I could really think of being locked up, that not being able to go. That was the only thing on people's minds. Uh, Norman Reynolds, the question is being posed is based on expectations of competency. The quest, this, quest, this type of question is a type of Stockholm Syndrome and forgetfulness of the previous 
administration. Norman, Norman, you hit the nail on the head. Exactly, exactly. And uh, let's continue. Deborah Johnson, no, Democrats, I'll lose Biden. Don't get rid of filibuster. Pass election laws, minimum uh, reparations, all that good stuff. Isabel, teach, brother, teach. I'm trying my best, Isabel. All of us teach each other. That's actually what the case is. All right, Tom C., biggest Biden accomplishment might be getting rid of the filibuster. So other Democratic priorities, such as infrastructure, minimum wage, voting rights, climate change, are passed. Yes, that's true. But mansion and cinema supposedly are immutable. So if that is the case, and we can't change their vote, what is the next best option? To use the filibuster as the reason for us to elect a new senator to get rid of Rubio in, in, uh, in, in Florida, and to get a couple more senators. This is our year to get more senators, actually. So we can actually get two more senators. And there's another thing that nobody is thinking about right now, right? And that is, have you thought that there may be an Alaskan defection? I've been thinking about that based on the wording that's coming out of the Alaskans' mouth. Have you heard so many Republicans, including the ones that I've had on my show, that's on MSNBC all the times, they are, they are trying to create the Republican narrative that to save American democracy, bite your tongue and vote Democratic. That is a lot of that is what a lot of Republicans are preaching. They're not saying they're 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 Democrats. They're saying in order to save the democracy, vote Republican. I think we got to keep an eye on that, and I got keep an eye on on uh, on Biden. I don't know some uh, what's what goes on. Let's see if we may be getting something there. All right, the peak of the pandemic was December 2020 through February 2021, and. And even then, the COVID wasn't the top issue with the people I spoke with. Again, my brother, it's okay that it's not the top issue with the people you spoke to. Scientific polls, and we all believe scientifically things, scientific polls have said otherwise. Please remember that. Uh, when Jen Psaki answered that question, she was right. The top item on people's minds were was staying alive and not getting or and not getting sick so that was the case all right before i play the other video what i'm going to do is go for our pdr posse right now and then i'll go into we have two more videos the one that deals with the high school girl most important one and the one that i'm going to spend the most time on is our democratic landslide so that is going to be the last issue of the day today but beforehand i want you to remember if you are on youtube right now Please become a part of the PDR Posse. Becoming a part of the PDR Posse means going ahead and clicking that join button under YouTube. Click that join button under YouTube. When you click that join button under YouTube, guess what? You are supporting our show in better form that I... You, you will be really allowing us to do what we need to do. So please go ahead and click that join button on YouTube. If you don't see that join button, and by the way, if you click it now, I'll throw your name up if you so desire on our screen so everybody can see we've gotten yet another member of the PDR Posse. If you are on YouTube, uh, on Facebook Live or Twitch or some other network, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can still become a member of the PDR Posse by going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. I urge you to do so. We need a 1,000 members. We're just at about 270, 270-something right now. Without your help, we can't 
do this. So please become a member of the PDR Posse. Alternatively, we also need 1,000 members on Patreon. You can become a member on Patreon by going to, let's see, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. politicsandright.com slash Patreon. You can also support us via PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Another way to support us on, on YouTube is to just give us a super chat. There are many ways to help us keep doing what we're doing. By the way, folks, uh, you can get our T-shirt, our hats, our face masks, all that kind of stuff at our store, politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. And you can get all of our books, and it's those books that you are seeing on screen right now, those books that you see on screen. Please consider getting them all. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. Book number one, numero dos. As I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. And numero tres is how to make America utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. And by the way, I finally got the books, the, the, the hard copy of How to Make America Utopia in stock. So therefore, I'll be sending Bridge MCP her new book as well as another person that I don't have in front of me right now who also won based on what Tom C. provided. Thank you so kindly. Let's see, Egberto, chapter 2 of your, of your work covering the coffee project positively affects the political climate today. Such efforts should be promoted. That's what we try Thank you so kindly. Lived it. Just gave us a super chat. Let's give a big cheering to lived it. Lived it. We could not live and do this without you. And we are going to place you on the screen as soon as I can. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I can do two things at the same time, I'm going to put you on the screen. But I look. I honor. I like to make sure. To honor all of all, all of you, all of you. But for those of you who make that extra step to say, I am going to be part of the solution, Egberto. I am going to help you do what you're doing because I can. I mean, there are some people that are watching that they are in dire straits. I know that. We love everybody and we understand what's going on in this country. Those of you who are able to help, I, I honor you. I thank you. I, I tell you, you are responsible for ensuring that this message gets out there. So lived, who's it? Lived it. Thank you so kindly. And I think you should be seeing your scroll on the screen pretty, pretty soon. Anyhow, we're gonna be going to the um to the we're gonna be going to the next video. But before we go to the next video, I want to tell you how to how to take a look at this. In Texas, for those of you who are not in Texas, we have the most draconian government in Texas, okay? Our, our legislature is, I consider them no better than murderers. They understand, they understand that by not giving the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, that many Texans will die, yet they still do it. They understand that by not giving certain breaks to schools, that the kids will not learn. They understand all these particular issues, yet they continue to do it. So folks, oh great, thank you. The duck that quacks just gave us a super chat as well. You're a wonderful person as well. Thank you so kind. So let's go ahead and do the video with the lady, and then we'll return, and we're going to put you in that screen as well, my brother. Let's go ahead and do that. 
This morning I woke up to a story that made me a very happy person. You know, um, many talk about youth and how irresponsible they are and they're not doing the things that we used to do. Of course, I never buy into that. The fact of the matter is many of us that are older haven't left a better place for our youth. But, you know, we have a Republican Party in Texas right now, a draconian party that's passing draconian laws, laws that attack women's right to choose, laws that attack people's rights to vote. And, you know, uh, so often the older folks just let things happen. Well, here is this young woman, this young woman, Paxton Smith. She's a valedictorian at Lakeland High School here in Texas. And she has her speech that's approved, you know. In, Ameri in Texas, you've got to get your high school speech approved before you can actually say it. Well, she got it approved. And she goes home. And she's bothered by the draconian laws that's passed by Texas. And she thought to herself, I am only 18 years old. Suppose if for some reason I'm raped, I have no recourse with my own body. If for some reason my finances tells me I have no recourse. Some other guys, a whole set of draconian guys are going to make the choice for me. I have no rights according to my, uh, that fulfills the will of my own body. Are there any laws against men that prevent men from doing as they will with their bodies? I think not. This young valedictorian just leaving high school had a prescient message and she decided she wasn't going to give her speech that's approved she was going to give the speech that the platform that she had would give a hell of a bang for the buck to really get at the draconianness of who our current republican legislature is and here's a snippet of her speech that's pertinent that i found on twitter Check this out, and then let's go ahead and take it on the other side. I have dreams and hopes and ambitions. Every girl graduating today does. And we have spent our entire lives working towards our future. And without our input and without our consent, our control over that future has been stripped away from us. I am terrified that if my contraceptives fail, I am terrified that if I am raped, then my hopes and aspirations and dreams and efforts for my future will no longer matter. I hope that you can feel how gut-wrenching that is. I hope you can feel how dehumanizing it is to have the autonomy over your own body taken away from you. And I cannot give up this platform to promote complacency and peace when there is a war on my body and a war on my rights, a war on the rights of your mothers, a war on the rights of your sisters, a war on the rights of your daughters, we cannot stay silent. Exactly. We cannot stay silent. Let's listen to Paxton Smith. Democrats so far has gotten that voter bill on hold with their antics, necessary antics. They did the right thing. They fought. Let's fight like Paxton Smith is. That say, I'm not going to do the norm. I am going to break the norm to ensure that I allow no one to take my rights. And if they do, 
the great thing about it, Paxton Smith is a young woman. She is our future. And the great thing about Paxton Smith is she is also a voter. And she is one of our upcoming voters. She is the future. Our young people like this will make a difference. A dying breed of evil, draconian men are on their last leg. Absolutely so. And we need to give a big thank you to the Duck That Quacks July and August 2021. Help you out, EW. Make electric. Drive electric. Another South Carolina thanks to Solar PV. Gets 5% back with Discover on South Carolina still 630-21. Listen to brother the duck that quacks. Anyhow, wasn't she, first of all, guys, for those of you who just listened to this young lady, wasn't she inspirational? Wasn't she inspirational? Isn't that what we want, not only of young people, we want that out of everybody. But the fact that it's an 18-year-old or I don't 17 or 18-year-old young woman, I sat down and I watched it when I saw the thing pop up in my Twitter. And I'm like, that is what we're talking about, engagement. She can teach us all how to engage. She broke the, she broke the norm. She went ahead and, I mean, that was supposed to be her day where it's going to be all videotape and in her posterity they'll see this. She Buck the system in her posterity. You know what we are going to say? Wow, this woman is great. All right. E2247 says, Top diarist Egberto Willis today at Daily Coast. Thank you so kindly. Jen Saki ridicules out of touch reporter 2020. Uh, two Democratic landslide valedictorian slams Leggy. Yes, yes. I love Daily Coast. I've been a, 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 a um, contributing editor there for several, several years now. Um, in fact, Marcus Merlitzas is my buddy. I haven't spoken to him in a while, though, but, you know, we, we spoke quite a few. Uh, anyhow, let's continue. AVQ lived, and, and by the way, AVQ, I understand what you're saying, um, uh, Michael Rudnan. I understand. We have to go where, and, and it's something that we talk about all the time, right? We have to go where the people are. You're right. We, we, and, and for many people now, and, and, and as you said back in December, you still saw only 20% was item number two. It is true. We have to get to people where they are. What we don't need, Mike, and everybody that's listening, this is important for you to get the distinction of what I'm trying to point out here. We don't need the genesis of the false narrative starting from the reporter. The genesis, the beginning of the false narrative of how important the, the pandemic resolution was should not begin from a mainstream reporter because they know the truth and they should be the ones saying, had the pandemic not been resolved, we could not have handled, the economy could not have come back. It is their responsibility to inform us on those issues. Instead, it was what she did was set a false narrative implicitly. That's what my concern was, my friends. Okay, let's see. Uh, thank you for sharing my diary on Daily Coast. Yeah, it's a top diary today. A couple of them, I think, were the top ones. Super Chats, not South Carolina. Too funny, too funny. Oh, super... <laughs> you know, 
I'm getting old. What can I say? Kathy Pascal says, uh, oh, Kathy, great, a great donor. I think I forgot to send you a little thank you notice in, uh, in Facebook. Had it on my list, didn't get it done, but thank you for constantly being a good supporter. Kathy Pascal, I am 71 years old, and maybe we need to remember the reason medical abortions came to be, to stop illegal or, or self-abortion with women dying. I can't believe I'm still protesting this BS. Kathy, you are 71. We are continuing the fight because you know what, Kathy? Uh, this is something that you have to repeat over and over and over again. I, I don't remember where I heard it. Somebody said it. But they always say you can't, you don't get democracy and then you sit back and live in democracy. You don't. Okay? Uh, what you do is democracy is something that you have to consistently work on, work for. And that's what we're doing. Working for democracy consistently over and over again. It's a never-ending battle because those people who would do evil, those people who would do wrong, they are always trying to find the cracks that allow them to get in. So that's our job. Anyhow, anyhow, Bruce Pollard is home safe. I'm glad you got out of that rain. Egberto put this on the screen. I got another video to play, but because it is you uh, and because you went ahead and took the confounded stuff the vaccine today is going to be your day brother so it's on the screen and by the way anybody who has not had a vaccine yet i urge you i urge you i ask you kindly please 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 take the vac go get the vaccine it is imperative that you do it is imperative that you get the vaccine let's not uh, fall for all the crap bruce welcome aboard uh, let's see, Kathy Pascal, welcome aboard. Uh, the duck that quacks, I saluted you and I thanked you. Lived it, I saluted you and I thanked you. Uh, who else is here? Okay. Hi, everyone. Linda Joe Kessinger. Let's go to that last video and then we'll talk about it. I wanted to give Jonathan Alter a big, big hug for pointing out something that so many people forget. You know, we talk about the history about elections when you have the presidency, the Congress, meaning the Senate and the House, and somehow that presents a clear and present danger for the party. In office, there are reasons why, right? But here's an interesting thing. If I walk into a town and an apple fall off the tree every time I walk into the to that town. It could be that an apple falls off of the tree every single day. So every single day that I walk into that town, an apple would have fell off the tree. Or maybe somebody sees me walk into town and every time they see me walk into town, they force an apple off the tree. Did I, was I causal? I didn't necessarily have to be causal. The reason why I bring that up, it is very important. The, we don't have a history of what has occurred over the last several years to present a, a, a clear and present message to America to say, hey, because Democrats are in full control of the, con of, of the government, somehow that's a clear and present danger to them keeping that control, given that what we have is, is a president that is actually functional, one that's working, and a Congress that is actually attempting to be functional, except the Senate, of course. But anyhow, listen to Jonathan Alter, and then we'll take it on the other side because he makes a very important point. Let's continue with that. 
Jonathan Alter, we saw a consequence last night in New Mexico, special election uh, to fill the seat in the first congressional district, uh, Deb Holland's seat. She's gone on to the Biden cabinet. Uh, and the Democrat, uh, Melanie uh, Stansbury, won 60.3 percent of the vote. Uh, she had a bigger margin there than Joe Biden. Joe, she had a 24 percent 24.6% margin. Joe Biden had a 23% margin in that district. Deb Holland, just in the last election, had only a 16% margin. Uh, so the continuation of Trumpism does not seem to be helping. Well, that was an urban district, a heavily Democratic district, and I don't think we should read too much into it. But the larger point, Lawrence, is that this assumption that the Democrats are necessarily going to lose seats in the 2022 midterms because of voter suppression, because of the normal physics of American politics, where the party out of the White House almost always loses seats. That assumption might be false. And the reason for that is some of what Zerlina was talking about, that, you know, disgust with Trump is still alive in the land. And also, when you try to take away people's right to vote, the backlash against that, the fact that they're, for, for black voters, that their parents and grandparents in some cases died for the right to vote, you could see turnout in a midterm election that matches or approaches turnout in a general election, excuse me, in a presidential election year. And if that happens, if the midterms approach presidential level turnout it's a blowout for the democrats now like i said there is no history for the confluence of events that have occurred and that that are actually occurring you know who really really knows that we have a potential for a blowout that is republicans that is why they're trying to stifle the vote but as jonathan said there there could be a huge backlash and there would likely be a huge backlash because here on the ground an activist that we are here, we are seeing that the people are already starting, already, to ensure that people know that their vote, that people are trying to take their votes away, so they have already started to activate. It's deeper. We have uh, one, of the, one of the reasons the Democrats didn't do as good or as well as they would have liked to do is because, again, the pandemic and the pandemic didn't have that touch, didn't allow that person-to-person -person touch that the Republicans did because of we know how they think but anyhow as it turns out as it turns out the history does not match what many fear the republicans understand that they're in danger of a blowout and that's why they're trying so hard but most importantly what we have to not do is create a reality that's not there in other words we should not create a narrative that gives people the impression that it's already cooked that we're going to lose seats. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think we have the potential, as Jonathan Alter just said, to have a very effective blowout. Mark my word. Okay, and I stand by that. I think we have the potential for a blowout. Hey, Bruce, many thoughts. Your KPFT session was good. What did you mean by our 
area had more influence. All right. I did two shows today because at noon, and by the way, my KPFT show is no longer on Tuesdays at three at the same time that I'm here. So I, I am on two. Cons- I'm on at noon Central Time on KPFT ninety point one FM. Also at KPFT.org. I'm on air at noon on Thursdays. Every Thursday at noon. And by the way, before I answer uh, Bruce's question, I, since I'm I'm on my network, not the KPFT network at this hour. I want to make a plea. If any of you are members of KPFT, kpft.org, right now we are voting on two types of, uh, of, of uh, on, we're voting on a new, new set of bylaws. Um, let me first say, everybody at KPFT, that radio station, KPFT, 90.1 FM, Houston, a part of the Pacifica Network, KPFK, WBAI in New York, uh, KPFI in, uh, in, in, in California, in uh, Berkeley, all these people that are at these stations, these are all public stations, right? Ours in in Houston is a 100,000-watt transmitter all over Southeast Texas. These people love the station. They love doing this kind of work that I'm doing here and playing music that other people don't play. But right now there is some there is a conflict in the in in the studio, in the in in this whole entire network, and that has to do with bylaws. And the reality is we've been living under a set of bylaws that are not functional. They're really not functional. We have accomplished nothing more than being able to create a lot of debt. We've lost quite a bit of listenership because we don't have the wherewithal to bring things in with new technology and that sort of a thing. So a group of folks figured they will come up or attempt to come up with a new set of bylaws that reduces the size of these different boards into something that everybody votes for, but that you have more control over. It's all democratic, direct control, as opposed to right now, which is sort of like uh, like the electoral college. You elect somebody who's going to elect somebody for you. We now have direct, we're, we're looking for direct elections, but for a smaller number of people, which would make things more efficient. If you are a KPFT member listening to me right now or a Pacifica network all over the country, meaning New York, California, Washington, D.C., if you are in one of our networks and you get that, that in your vote, I ask you, based on your trust in what I'm saying, to please support, please support the new deal. Please support the new bylaws. That will take us out of the dilemma that we're in right now with regards to debt, and it'll give us a bigger footing where we can actually move that the whole network, that whole station, push it forward. All of us who work for that station work for it on a volunteer basis. All people who donate to KPFT, all those monies goes for keeping the transmitter up, keeping a treasurer to take care of the monies that they collect in donations, and, and, and other things of that nature. But all of us work for free at that station. We all love it. Whether we agree or not, we all love what we're doing. So I just needed to interject that because um, of what Bruce brought up on KPFT. Now, Bruce asks, what did I mean by, what do you mean by our area had more influence? I think you're talking about the interview that I had with the, the um, chair of the Democratic Party in Harris County. Harris County is considered a bellwether county. In other words, the, the, the structure of Harris County 
kind of give an indication as to where the country is going. Based on its demographics, based on how things are laid out, that it, it, it has been known as a demographic uh, in, in the country. There are two, more, two other counties. I think there's one in Ohio and one somewhere else. I don't remember where. But we are a bellwether county. And that our bellwether county, which has a whole lot of Republicans, a whole lot of Democrats, a whole lot of independents, that we are trending so blue so quickly tells a lot about where the country is going. And that is why Republicans are in a panic. Because as they see their dwindling numbers, people who want to say they're registered voters, and I, and I, explained, it in the, um, I explained it in the blog that I wrote for this particular piece here. Uh, what I'm going to do is I, I, I guess I can, uh, oops, I didn't put it on the screen, but I can get to it anyhow. What happens, folks, is the following. They can see the future, and they had one shot, one shot of 10 more years of life, and that is in redistricting for 2022. Think about this. This is their last straw, but this last straw gives them 10 years if we don't do our job. Okay? It gives them 10 years if we don't do our job. As a Bellwether County, as, uh, so the bottom line is we have got to defeat. And again, I am not, look, these laws are going to pass. A lot of these voter suppressive laws are going to pass. What we have got to do, however, is go around them. Meaning, we have got to talk to the people, approach the people, make sure that they go through that extra effort to vote. I mean, they're not losing their right to vote. They're just making it very difficult for some people to vote. All right, let's continue here. Uh, after January 26th, let's see. We have e 22478 uh, must pass the Senate, we hope. We hope, but it may not. Uh, Bruce says, but maybe have to sell a station. Uh, yeah, we may have to sell a station or two. But the only one that we really own, the building and property and everything, I think our station uh, is probably worth $1.6, $1.7 million or something for the property. And the house is useless. They'll just tear down the house that the, that the, um, where we have all the, tra not the transmitter, but all the, uh, the studios and so forth. That probably would be gone. Uh, let's see, Biden get the, the joy uh, of, out of post office. Yes, we should. Uh, bust Flynn back to private and remove his three-star pension. I love that, E2247. Bruce Pollard said, okay, got it. It sounded like you meant our zip codes had more influence in the Democratic Party. No, we don't, actually. We probably have less influence in the Democratic Party, if you ask me, because, well, 77345 definitely doesn't have a lot of influence in the Democratic Party because we're a pretty red area. Who is, who is our congressperson? Uh, Crenshaw, Crenshaw, my congressman, Crenshaw. Wow, I forgot it for a while. Anyhow, so that is, that is where we're at. Uh, let's see what else I have here to, to, if I have anything to answer you. But in, my, in the blog post I wrote, right, uh, I want to read a piece of the blog post. Too often, we succumb to narratives that are based on all the wrong parameters. Democrats are poised for a 20, 2022 blowout. Jonathan Alter is on point. And again, remember what I said. You know, I, I, I called it. Let me finish the blog and then I'll explain further. I have been waiting for a bold pundit to go on national cable TV and say what Jonathan Alter and uh, on Lawrence Donald panel said. 
We need more progressives to get on TV and repeat ad nauseum. Too often we create self-fulfilling prophecies because of unjustified fear, poor analysis, and false equivalences. The narrative that most in the, in the political punditry and journalism have been that Democrats will lose the House and maybe the Senate. Steve Kornacki did not make it any better with his chart. And let me put his chart on the screen because it's, it, it's important that you see his chart. Steve Kornacki didn't make it any simpler with his chart because he shows that most of the times we lose. Whoever is in control of all three branches of government, the next election they lose. Right? Note to Steve, it is not about defying history, but learn, leaning into reality. Here is the deal. The Republican base is shrinking, indeed. 74% of Republicans are still Trump sycophants. It is also true that a Republican likely cannot win Republican primary by defying Trump. But let's remember basic math. Republicans only make up 25% of the voting population. This means that Trump's real support is only 0.74 times 25%, which turns out to be about 18.5% of the population. While Republicans need Trump adoration to get through their primaries, Republicans need voter suppression, fraud, and, defective cons and a defective constitutional process to win. So let's do our job and prepare the path for a blowout. We must work for it. But remember that there is no historical context of a party led by a twice-impeached, lying, unpatriotic, incompetent, insurrectionist, instigator, orchestrating a win. And that's the way it is. So we can lose only if we choose to lose. I repeat, we can lose if we choose to lose. We will win if we go out there and we tell the narrative and we talk to people and we turn the other cheek and we listen and we listen and we listen and we listen and offer to them based on what we've heard from them what they'll get by joining forces. We're not asking them to love us. We're not asking them to like us. We're asking them to love themselves. And that is what we ought to do in the long run. We have to make it that they're not doing a favor to us for us to win. They are doing a favor to themselves, to their kids, to their families. And you know what is of utmost importance to most? What is of utmost importance to most, to, to, to the person you may hate the most? They love their daughter. They love their son. They love their mother. And when, it, when, you, make, when you listen to them and you just make, and again, it's not going to work for everybody, I trust, but it will work with enough. And by the way, that is why I wrote the book. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. And that's also why I wrote the book, How to Make America Utopia. 
and of course to tell you how to eat, how the stuff actually works. As I see it, class warfare the only resort to right wing doom. So folks, look, let's let's stay positive. Let's not allow negativity to reign at all. Because like I said, if we do our job, if we challenge reporters like that reporter who said, Oh, what about, you know, other than uh, other than saving your country from utter death, what did you do? If we make if we prevent that narrative from sinking in and we expand on the narrative of okay, we've solved problem number 1, we've started solving the problem number 2. If we could not solve problem number 3, it's because we need you to make a change in 2022 so that we can solve problem number 3. And that is where we have to come from, my brothers and sisters. It's not from a defeatist thing. It's about you get knocked down and you get your ass back up and move again. You know, uh, earlier there was an issue at the station, and I'm going to just—I'm not going to tell it exactly how it is. Okay, I'm not going to say it exactly how it is, but there was something that was done negatively to my show at, pol- at uh, Politics and Right at the station, at the station that we have on air, and um, we solved it. To the satisfaction of everybody. But. I had an option. I had an option to one. Go batshit crazy. And just throw my hands up. And say to hell with everything. After all. You are my peeps. Not the station. You are my peeps. That was one option. But I also understood. That this was a learning moment. Not only for me but for everybody, right? And that's what we did. You have two choices to make in life. The easy choice is always to throw your hands up, move on, things never change, and we always have the problems. That's why we still have racial problems, even though racism is stupid. There isn't a race. That's why we still have so many problems, because we are generally so fearful to go straight at the problem. Our problem right now is the right wing. And a lot of our friends and families are right wing. Do we just throw up our hands in the air and say to hell with it? I don't care anymore. I don't have time for this. Or do enough of us. And notice I didn't say all of us. For some people it is just too damn stressful and can cause health conditions. But for those of us who can. What do I always say? It's worth it. It's worth it. It is worth it. And because eventually we're going to create utopia. I, you know, I, I believe these things because I see these things happen in little strides, okay? I really do see them. Okay, I got to get out of here. So my quick tip again, folks, please, 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 if you are on YouTube right now, click that join button. Help us get the message out, please. Click on this button and get that join button on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, click that join button. Please become a member of the Posse. We need you. We need 1,000 members. We're at 270-something. We need 1,000 members. Or you can also become a member on Patreon, politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsandright.com slash patron. I'm going to stick that link in there right now. Uh, Likewise, uh, there is also... Uh, you can support us on PayPal, of course, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. 
Or you can support us at our store by purchasing our, our T-shirts, our hats, our, our uh, face masks, posters, politicsandright.com slash store. And of course, you can get all our books, all the books we talk about at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Anything that you do to help make us continue to do, you know, we don't, you know, you, don't, you notice we don't throw commercials on the air or whatever like that because, again, we depend on your, we depend on your support. This is stuff that we know you will help with to make sure we can continue doing this. Patricia E. Forker, someday I just don't get what's off with our fellow humans. PPP, peace. Uh, E2247 says, let Karanakawa Nation deal with Crenshaw. <laughs> if I knew what that was, I don't know what that means. Uh, Deborah John, Egberto, there's nothing you can do, say, to convenience these in r- radical Republicans, but some you can, some you can, some you can, some you can. Uh, you don't have to if you can't, but some you can, and I won't give up. Okay, folks, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics and Right. Love you all. Again, love you all. Respect you all. Honor you all for sticking with me, for staying here with me. But I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.